0: zone sports network is taking you to the movies this is the movie zone on 97.5 the zone and the zone sports network
1: welcome back to the movie zone it's been a week and i know you've been counting down every second every minute of every hour because you've missed me austin horton and more you've missed more johnny lightfoot i don't know Maybe i think they miss you more Well, I was told that your family's listening this week, so that's why I said it that way. They are. Yes, they always do. Mine never does. No? They're they're by by that math. The audience today misses you more than me. They don't love you then. Your family? No, yours, if they're not (laughs) listening. (laughs) They do. They just don't always listen live. Um, Sometimes they catch it on the podcast.
0: They catch it on the replays. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's acceptable, Austin.
1: Uh, I I suppose it is. No, it uh, totally is. Because I actually prefer they don't listen. That way I can be free from uh, hot takes about Uh uh, Disney movies. Oh, and watching too many of them? I'm just kidding. I love love talking about that.
0: Dude, you absolutely love Disney movies, and you're kind of the Disney guy on this show. I want you to know that.
1: You know, I would be anyway, I think, but especially when you have a two-year-old. Well, I that's think
0: I think even if you didn't have a 2-year-old, you'd still be watching these movies.
1: I th- I th- I believe so as yeah. well. Uh-huh, absolutely. Because my wife is just a, a happy person. Hey, and she loves Disney, and so that's what we and I like Disney? I love Disney too. But uh Raya and the Last Dragon? Yeah. I have seen it probably 6 to 8 times since wow. it came
0: out. I still have yet to see this one. I need to see it.
1: And I bet if I didn't have a 2-year-old, I bet I would have seen it once, maybe twice. Okay? So, um, but, but it's, so you're saying it's good enough to at least see more than once. Well, let's dive, let's dive into that right now. Okay. We, we do have a poll question coming up in segment two about your favorite British actors and actresses and their best movies. Okay. Segment three, we've got a From the Archives yes, that I'm do. particularly excited about. Yes. And we've got a handful of new releases uh, hitting the Megaplex theaters this week that we need to preview as well. But before we get into that, Raya and the Last Dragon mentioning uh, Megaplex there, by the way, Johnny. I noticed. Setting records across the country with this movie.
0: Again, by the way. Again? Setting records again. They did the same thing with a different movie a few weeks back where they were like some of the top, majority of the top ten theaters. They did
1: it again with Raya. So uh, the district location was number two in the country. Yep. uh, And is still the number one non-Disney location, meaning... If you take out the movie theaters at Disney owned properties, mm-hmm. we would be number, number one, one they in would the be country. Number one. Wow. Uh, the Geneva Road at, down there in Utah County, fourth in the country. Thanksgiving Point, fifth. Valley Fair, sixth. Centerville's Legacy Parking, seventh. Jordan Commons, the ninth. And jun- the Junction up in Ogden, the tenth location uh, nationally for Raya and The Last Dragon. That's seven theaters in the top 10. Seven out of 10, 70%. Wow. Of the top ten went right here in Utah. That's awesome. Disney loves Utah as much as Utah loves Disney. Now, nah, actually, I bet we love Disney more still. We do. But yeah, we Disney do. does love us as well because we go see their movies.
0: Well, Disney did pull out some of their studios from the downtown Salt Lake area. They used to be here.
1: What they, do you mean studios? They had some animation
0: studios ah. here, and they
1: uh, <clears throat> left. I see. Yes. Uh, they do still have some communications uh people yeah, here in town yep, so.
0: yeah but to get into that studio you had to have like a
1: uh level seven clearance did you oh yeah well you had to have the mickey mouse uh tattoo barcode on your yep on your wrist oh and, for sure you put it under
0: that little black light and it lets you in there was no sneaking in with your band that gets you into your <laughs> hotel room and buys everything for
1: you <laughs> all right so uh there the bubble i see what you did you the, see what the, i did a little uh, uh-huh. magic band that they come. You like that uh so but because i've seen raya so many times i thought i'd give you a quick little r- i r- would r- love to. Hear hear this so we talked a little bit about raya and the last dragon last week uh i was still calling it raya last week i did today because that's how it's spelled my eyes read raya raya but in the movie they say it raya okay so it's raya and the last dragon and if you like uh indiana jones if you like mulan if you like moana if you like star wars Uh, I sent out a a bunch of different movies that this one reminded me of. You mix all those into one thing and make it an animation, this is that. Riot and the Last Dragon has a piece of all of
0: those movies. So it's got like the typical Disney stuff, the, the typical animation you've seen for years and years with Disney, like the Moanas. But it's got uh, some comedy in it as well, it's right? It With does Aquafina. have comedy. It has
1: brevity, yeah, or levity, not brevity, yeah, levity. Okay. Uh, it has searching for time lost relics like in Indiana Jones. Nice. It has out of this world like technology and uh, creatures like in Star Wars. Cool. Opening one of the opening scenes. She's riding around on this rolling thing. Looks just like Ray. Okay. And BB-8. Okay. So mm. and, and then Moana. Uh, Right down to the animation was done by the same people that did Moana. Okay. Uh, I have a couple problems with this movie. I did feel a little... I felt it's interesting because I felt that without any music in it, it wasn't as good as a Moana. So you... There's no music in this. No music? uh, There's like background music, but there's no songs. Okay. Okay. Okay, so like, she's not singing
0: uh, like uh, how Under far i and you're
1: yeah, right, exactly. Right, okay. There's it's not a Disney musical animation. Okay, it's just an animation, and it's still good. It's great, but I feel like it would have been better with a hit song or two. Really, like a little there. Let It Go coming in. A little bit, yeah. Okay, uh, and the other problem I have with it is it it isn't all that original.
0: Okay, I can I could see that. I mean, I think we talked about this once before, saying it looked kind of like the old-school Mulan with a little Emperor's New Groove thrown in.
1: Yeah, this yeah. This is before you saw it, of course, you were saying that. Yeah, so. a little less Emperor's New Groove, actually, than okay. I was anticipating. All right. But Aquafina's character, uh, Sisu, the dragon, she has all the funny lines in the
0: movie. So very much like Eddie Murphy in yes. Mul- in uh, Mulan.
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, but overall, I would give, if we were going out of 10, I'd give this a 7, 75 Interesting. If we were doing a five-star rating, I'd give this a four. Wow, okay. So Uh, it's good for everybody. And if we were doing a go or don't go, I would say absolutely go, especially in the theater because then I saw it in the theater and it was so much better.
0: Now let me ask, is uh, is this a movie where the parents are just going to want to take a two-hour nap or are -hmm. they going to enjoy it as well?
1: You know, I would say 50% of parents – we will stay awake and watch this. Okay. The other 50% will say, yeah, I can take a nap here.
0: Okay, okay. That's fair. That's but that's fair.
1: parents. So I say 7 out of 10, 7.5 out of 10 for the movie. I'm talking the world. Sure. The world rating. Uh, if we're talking just parents, I, I'll bet every other parent likes it. Okay. And the other parent can tolerate it, but it won't be their favorite movie. Well, this is a movie
0: I'm still going to see in the theater. I've just been waiting for my son to... Have a long weekend with me so we can uh, see that.
1: Well, uh, let us know when you do see it. I'd love to be interested to see if you thought it was as good as I thought. I think Sure.
0: Well, since we're doing reviews, I want to throw back to a movie that took 30 years, about 30 years, to get the sequel.
1: I'm talking about Coming to America. Oh, did you watch that? I did watch that. Um, what is that on? Is that on uh, Amazon, Netflix? What is it on? I think it was on Amazon Prime. Okay. All right. And uh, let me just say...
0: Really? Man, it's, it was just a vehicle for cameos. That's all it was. Uh-huh. Cameo after cameo after cameo. Wesley Snipes' character is just not even there. I if It was fun. It was great to see some of the throwback characters that we saw in the original Coming to America. But, eh, you know, plot holes left and right. I would say a four out of ten.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's disappointing. You know, and- and Did they just take too long to make it?
0: No, I think the hype was too big. Uh Uh-huh. You know, they really hyped this movie up for several months before it came out. And when we finally saw it, when I finally saw it, I was just like,
1: oh. Hmm.
0: Okay. It was fun. It was a great way to kill a couple hours. Actually, it's not even that long. It's like an hour and a half. But uh, it just- let laying dogs lie you know
1: yeah so so let me ask you a question with an own experience of mine dumb and dumber is a top 10 movie for me sure of all time movies. absolutely the original one but the sequel was so bad it almost made me remove dumb and dumber from the top 10 movies of all time okay is this that bad that Um, it taints the original
0: i don't think it taints the original i think everyone loves and respects the original they just know that Blah
1: okay. on this one. All right. You know. So this will be one I don't need to rush out and see.
0: No, no. I mean if you've got Amazon Prime and you have nothing to do for two hours, sure.
1: Is there anyone missing from the first movie that you were like, oh, it's not the same without them?
0: No, there was a few characters that were missing. James Earl Jones is in this? James Earl Jones is in this. Um, uh, Arsenio Hall is in this. Uh, Louis Anderson? Louis Anderson is even in this. There was
1: some controversy that came out on a late-night TV show about him. Yep. Yep.
0: Um, The only people that were missing uh, was McDowell's youngest daughter. Remember that was hitting on uh, Akeem? Yeah. He was missing, or she was missing, and... uh, Oh, Lisa, that, who who he ended up marrying. Yeah. Spoiler. Right, from the first one. <laughs> if, if you're needing a spoiler for this from 30 years, hello. 1987 um, or whatever. Her <laughs> original boyfriend, you know, the jerk yeah. guy, he's not in it either.
1: Well, that's good because yeah. uh, he ended up being on ER, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Well, uh, so coming to America. Yes. Not coming to America. Coming to, to. America. Yeah. Yeah. Not good.
0: Not good. You know, okay. like I said, if you want to kill some time, sure. But uh, don't rush out and see it. Now, I'm sure everyone's going to have a different opinion than me. That's what's so great about movies. Some people love them. Some people hate them. But this falls into the typical sequel. You should never have made it.
1: So pass on coming to America. Definitely go see Raya and the Last Dragon. Also, Chaos Walking doing really well. Yeah, A lot of people liking that movie. Larry of Megaplex said this was the busiest weekend in the national box office numbers that they've had since... Pre-pandemic, since last February. That's awesome. And Disneyland and those properties are opening back up in April. We're moving, we're moving, Johnny. We're moving in the right way. If you're not getting vaccinated, you're probably too entrenched in your belief there that I can't change your mind. Sure. But I'll try anyway. Please, get vaccinated. Do it i don't believe in the mask i still wear the mask yeah so please 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 but we're almost there we're doing it
0: we're doing great and uh congratulations to the megaplex for having such a great weekend and thank you to everyone that's listening that had went out and saw the movies because without you guys they would not have had these great numbers
1: Uh, i feel like i need to addend that Uh, it's not that i don't believe in the mask i just uh, i hate it you don't
0: like wearing it i understand it's you know what you know how many times i leave the house and forget to take yeah. my mask and then have to uh, go, go back, back home. in.
1: Yep. Yeah, Johnny. Uh, before we talk to the people about the new movies hitting mm-hmm. theaters this week, we do usually start the show off with a movie zone movie showdown. Yes, you did. You put it out last weekend. We're a little late getting to it today, but we had
0: our reviews. That's right. And so the reason I th- the reason I threw this out is because of the brand new Coming to America uh-huh. movie I put out there for the DVD Sunday Night Showdown. Which Eddie Murphy movie is better? I put Coming to America, the first one, against The Golden Child, Kay. and. This is my my showdowns don't seem to be this far divided. Yeah, they're normally like close. This was a landslide victory for coming to America with 48 percent. The Golden Child with 29 percent and 23 percent of you said, just show me the results.
1: Now, my initial reaction, Johnny, Mm -hmm. more people have seen coming to America. I would think so, too. And so they voted for Coming to America. Yeah. I don't believe that everyone who voted has seen both of those movies. I would probably guess not. I think more people have seen Coming to America. I have not seen the whole uh, Golden Child.
0: They're both great movies. They're I've both, only seen bits and pieces. They're both classic Eddie Murphy movies.
1: Uh, so I voted for uh, Coming to America, but like I said, because I've seen it all the way through. Sure. I haven't. It's not a fair answer from me because I haven't sat down and watched from start to finish The Golden Child. Fair enough. Uh, All right. We have five new movies hitting Megaplex theaters this week, including one from uh, Michelle Moore, our friend at Moore PR. Uh, She's got a client that is involved with one of these movies. We tried to work something out to get them on the show this week. The schedules didn't quite line up. Sure. But we'll tell you about that movie anyway. And uh, let's start right there with the five new movies. Now, one of them has been out for a long time. You're talking the last one on the list, right? But it just won the Golden Globe for Best Picture in Musical and Comedy and Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy, and that is the rated-R comedy Borat Subsequent Movie Film. Did you watch this movie? I did. Yeah. Did you like it?
0: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you got to be a fan of Sacha Baron Cohen, you know, to, to get this.
1: If you liked the first Borat? Yeah. It will be better than this Borat, but you yeah. still want to see this Borat.
0: You know, I actually prefer this one over the original. You're crazy.
1: No, I thought this one was fun.
0: This I just one liked it.
1: Took, a, took some things a little too far for me. Oh, you think? Yes. <laughs> hmm. But Sasha Baron Cohen, Maria Bakalova, Rudy Giuliani I love gets a billion in this. I know. <laughs> Uh Borat. Speaking of taking things too far. Borat returns from Kazakhstan to America, and this time he reveals more about the American culture, the COVID-19 pandemic, and the political elections. If you're a staunch conservative out there and you don't like the way the election went down, you don't want to watch this movie. Definitely not. If you if <laughs> if you are a staunch conservative and you don't like the way the election went, but you love a good comedy and can take a joke. This you'd still like this movie i
0: think it's it's a funny movie and and truthfully yes if you're you're way far on one side versus the other you probably won't like this movie or you'll
1: totally love this movie but bottom line is still funny uh so borat subsequent movie film because it won the golden globe megaplex is bringing that to the big screen now that we can get back to the theater i love it let's just go in reverse order there johnny sure let's talk
0: about cherry This is another Tom Holland movie. We just had Chaos Walking, as you mentioned, open up last week. And now we have Cherry. This is a rated R crime drama starring Tom Holland, Claire Bravo, looks like Jack Reynor. Raynor. Raynor. And uh, directed by the Russo brothers, who are very well known for doing the Avengers movies. Okay. An army medic suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder becomes a serial bank robber after an addiction to drugs that puts him into debt. Have you seen the trailer for this? I saw the trailer for this. I haven't. Yeah, I just watched it.
1: Now, having not seen the trailer, knowing who's in it, who's directing it, what it's about Mm-hmm. I think I want to see this movie a lot. I think you will love this movie. So then you saw the trailer. I and saw you the trailer. Okay. Yeah. All
0: right. It looks really cool. Um, it looks action packed. It's 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 got obviously since he's it's mentioning here that he was an army medic. It's definitely got some flashbacks to army scenes and stuff that happened in that that turned him
1: into this bank robber. So it's good. It, well, I shouldn't say it's good. The trailer looks good and it sounds good. So. Yes. Uh, and by the way, yeah, Tom Holland. He'd been busy during the pandemic making Man, movies. Man, he did what? Spider-Man 3, Chaos Walking, and now Cherry. He did something else, too. Some rom-com. Anyway. Uh, Long Weekend is also opening this week. A rated R for language, comedy, romance. A rom-com rated R rom-com. Starring Finn Wittrock. You know him from Unbroken. Zoe Chow from Downhill. And Damon Wayans Jr., always funny. Y'all for sure. A down on his luck struggling writer meets an enigna- excuse me, meets an enigmatic woman. Mouthful. Let's try this again. A down on his luck struggling writer meets an enigmatic woman who enters his life at the right time. Larry Tassoni makes a note here, by the way. A very unique take on a rom com with some fun twists and turns along the way will keep you guessing until the end in a fun way. Interesting. Rated R, long weekend. I think I would give this a try, and if I'm disappointed, uh, I know that I took a gamble on it. But I think it'll have some great moments and some not-so-great moments.
0: I would agree. I watched this trailer as well. It looked interesting and definitely something I want to check out. Now, the next movie we're going to talk about is called The Father. It's a rated PG-13 drama starring Anthony Hopkins, Olivia Colman, which you might know from the movie The Crown.
1: Uh, Also, didn't she win uh, Best Actress in uh, Shape of Water? Was she in that? A couple, a couple years ago, I thought she, she was. Think. Yeah, I
0: know she was also nominated or possibly won for the crown as well. Oh, maybe that's what I'm remembering. So, a man refuses all assistance from his daughter as he ages. As he tries to make sense of his changing circumstances, he begins to doubt his loved ones, his own mind, and even the fabric of his reality. Mm. Now, watching this trailer, this seemed like a man who may be dealing with uh, Alzheimer's or something similar to that, forgetting people, forgetting where he lives. This is where i live you're not my daughter who yeah. are you Kind yeah. of type of stuff but it's anthony sir anthony hopkins in this you a fan of anthony i am however i have to say that when i watched this trailer and anthony started narrating a little bit i had immediate flashbacks to odin from thor
1: okay he's just he, you know yeah he's odin and i always think of well silence silence of the lambs or Zorro. Sure, oh, sure, oh yeah, very good. And he's also made some really terrible movies like the Transformers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But Sir Anthony Hopkins, he's a draw. A PG-13 drama, this won't make you feel happy and giggle, but it's probably filled with incredible performances. Yeah, definitely drama, it's going
0: to pull at the heartstrings.
1: Larry says, an award-winning performance, by the way, from Anthony Hopkins.
0: I believe that, just watching the trailer, uh, once I got over the Thor thing, uh, watching the rest of the trailer, it's like, wow, you know.
1: Uh, wow. By the way, because Anthony Hopkins is getting such love for this movie, our poll question get on Twitter. He's at Johnny Lightfoot1. I'm at Austin Horton. The station is at ZonesportsNet. Mm-hmm. Who are your favorite British actors, actresses, and what are their best movies? Anthony Hopkins is Welsh. But technically, that's Britain,
0: right? Uh, sure, just like Sean Connery is Russian in this *Red, for Red no, October*. But
1: Sean Connery <laughs> is uh, Scottish, Scottish, but therefore he's British. Sure, because it's part of the UK over there.
0: But he talked with his Scottish accent, being a Russian. That did
1: bother me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he had.
0: I don't think he's ever changed his
1: accent. What, Shut up. What's Alec Baldwin doing on my submarine? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <people. laughs> All right, so that's our poll question. We'll get your responses coming up in segment two. But before we break, the final new movie hitting Megaplex this week is one that a lot of our audience probably has seen or heard of, but now it's up on the big screen from Purdy Distribution. Uh, they gave, they brought us uh, the, the Forgotten Carols just recently. It's Lamb of God, the concert film. Now, this is... Rob Gardner, award-winning composer. Uh, He put the music to Big screen for the first time. Have you ever seen the Les Mis in concert performance? I have. On YouTube or anything? Yes, yes. Where they don't act out the show, but they're in costume, they're in character, they walk up to a mic. Yes. That's what this is. Okay. So if you like Lamb of God, you'll like Lamb of God, the concert film. Now,
0: I... I have to be totally honest. When I saw Lamb of God, God the concert film, mm-hmm. I thought of the band Lamb of God. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, wow, well, why, why would they do a movie? But okay. And then I read the description. I'm like, okay, no. So don't get confused. Even though it says Lamb of God, the
1: concert film, it's not about the band Lamb of God. Are they going to be our soundtrack of the week? Nope. Oh, they are not. Dang. All right. <laughs> well, coming up next on the other side, we will get soundtrack of the week, including a lesson in music history, a movie history from Johnny Lightfoot. We'll get your answers to our poll question who are your favorite British actors and actresses and their best films and uh, we'll we'll continue on with the movie zone also an actor profile as we get to segment 2 coming up next stay with us right here on the movie zone
0: you're locked on to the movie zone on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network Welcome back to the movie Zone. Johnny Lightfoot, Austin Horton, and we are rocking out to some Glenn Frey. I love Glenn Frey and And the the Eagles. This song makes you want to just kind of dance in your chair. Absolutely. You know, good song, great time, great band, obviously the Eagles. But today we are specifically talking about Glenn Frey. Glenn Fry was born November 6th, 1948, in Detroit, Michigan. And of course, without it goes without saying that he is the co-founder of one of the most influential bands in rock industry, the Eagles. I love the Eagles. I cool. really, really do. Most people do, unless your name is
1: Hans. Which is weird. Do you know Kalani Sitake's favorite band of all time, the Eagles? Of, a lot of people's favorite band Why is the Why doesn't Hans Eagle. like the Eagles? Because it's not Neil Diamond. <laughs> okay. Or Selena Gomez or oh. Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. Right, or the movie Vision Quest. <laughs> oh, sorry, did I say that so, out loud? Uh, Glenn Frey, I had the opportunity to be in the same room as Glenn Frey once. Did you really? Yeah. Have you met Glenn Frey? I have not met in Glenn Frey. In all your Frey. travails? No,
0: I have not. But uh, obviously the Eagles became extremely popular and Glenn Frey when they released Hotel California, and that song became the national anthem for the majority of youths in the 70s. And some of their other hits and his, of course, Take It Easy and One of These Nights, amongst a lot more. Let's be honest. The Boys of Summer?
1: There are so many <laughs> No, wait, that was Don Henley, wasn't there it? There are so many <laughs> Eagles songs.
0: It's it's outrageous. Um, now Glenn Fry, you might not have known this, has appeared in countable films and television episodes. In fact, he, uh, he received in 1998 an American Music Award followed by six Grammy Awards. But speaking of his television uh, career, he became a television actor when he starred on Miami Vice, hmm. the episode known as Smuggler's Blues. <laughs> okay.
1: He what did he, who did he play? I, I don't know. Oh, sorry.
0: He also appeared as the leading role in one of the American TV series, South of Sunset, in 1993. And from 1996 to 2001, a Glenn Fry starred on HBO's Arliss and also acted in a couple of films like Jerry Maguire uh-huh. and Let's Get Harry. Okay. I haven't seen Let's Get Harry. Haven't either. Yeah. Uh, sadly, uh, Glenn Fry passed away January eighteenth, two thousand sixteen, in New York City. Rolling Stone magazine said, and quote, "Due to complications from uh, arthritis, uh, acute ulcerative uh, colitis, and pneumonia." Now that's
1: what so, they said. Okay. <laughs> you don't buy. You don't buy it.
0: I was doing a little research into that, research into that, and yeah. it may have, it did have something to do with that, but I think it had more to do with the pain medication for all of that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Allegedly, isn't in Yeah. Okay, we'll move on from that. Yeah. Rest in peace. But Glenn Fry
0: Glenn Frey and the Eagles. I mean, I don't know, well, I know one person that doesn't like them, but the majority of people <laughs> that I know love the Eagles, especially the, from the 70s. That was your soundtrack. So many songs used in movies all over the
1: place. An Eagles song comes on, you are going to sing it. Yep. Hey, do you know, uh, speaking of Hotel California, what's that about? Because I know a- what Joe Walsh says it's about. What does Joe Walsh say it's about? Joe Walsh says that it's it was born from the idea that in the 70s, Every artist, every actor, every person that wanted to be in the arts was moving to flocking to California and they were losing themselves in their pursue pursuit of career in the bright lights and they would lose things along the way, like their souls. That's what he says Hotel California is about. but Joe Walsh is also known to have partaken in pain medication himself from time to time. Yeah, and that move that song may have, evolved into be about that but i don't know if it was written sober let's i'm just thinking well it's an amazing song though
0: this is something i just saw from rolling stone magazine it says the working title of hotel california was actually mexican reggae (laughs) (laughs) and and though it's been synonymous with the dark sinister underside of los angeles the album's title track took shape in a surprisingly uh, idyllic setting uh Basically, Don Felder had rented a beach house in Malibu and was in the midst of making, uh, let's see, taking in the ocean breeze and strumming his guitar. And that's how the song came
1: about. Well, that's what it makes you feel like when you hear it. You feel like you're watching a sunset over the ocean on the border there.
0: And, <laughs> this is great. This is a quote from him in Guitar World Magazine in 2013. I had a bathing suit on and I was sitting on the couch, soaking wet, thinking of the world is a wonderful place to be i had an acoustic 12 string and started uh tinkling tinkling around on it and those hotel california chords just kind of oozed out
1: the magic it oozed out of him like like bronco mendenhall once said about his quarterback it just oozed out of him. now do you think it was a speedo <laughs> i don't even want to think about that <laughs> uh we've probably gone on too long here yeah, but the sure eagles have. they have their place in both music and movie history and glenn fry especially Absolutely. Hey, let's get to our poll question responses from our listeners, Johnny. I love it. Hop on Twitter. I'm at Austin Horton. Johnny's at Johnny Lightfoot. One station is at Zone Sports Net. Give us a follow if you would, please, and uh, play along each and every week. We asked you in honor of Anthony Hopkins. That's Sir Anthony Hopkins, and t- Hopkins to you and I. Yep. Uh, he has a new movie, The Father, coming out this week at Megaplex Theaters, and he's getting Oscar buzz already. Performance. Uh, apparently is really good and so i wondered who are our listeners favorite british actors and actresses and their best movies Mm. there's a bazillion of them okay who who immediately comes to your mind johnny we talked going to the break about sean connery sean connery anyone in
0: the bond series comes to mind
1: okay uh timothy dalton was it richard moore no not richard moore what's the guy's name the other guy Oh, I'm spacing.
0: Robert? Oh, uh, uh, Robert, Robert? oh why did Robert? I put that in
1: our mind? Thank you. I'm so sorry.
0: But basically, if you're in a Bond movie, I think you pretty much are. Roger have, Moore. Roger. Have a British accent.
1: Uh, I forgot about David Niven, by the way. Anywho, uh, Pierce Brosnan? Yep. There you go. Is he actually British or did he fake it?
0: As far as I know, he's British, Uh, but I I could be wrong. He's Irish. Okay. See, it's been known to happen that I'm wrong.
1: Uh, All right. So, uh, Larry Tassoni gets first uh, bidding here. Oh, this would be interesting. The, The film buyer at Megaplex Theaters responded to the poll question, and he said, so many options, and he gives a lot of options. Sure. Kate Winslet in The Dressmaker. Interesting. I don't like Kate Winslet. Really? I don't. Okay. I don't like anything she's been in. Not even the Titanic? Especially not that. Oh, that. come on. Hugh man. Grant, music and lyrics. One of my favorites. <laughs> it's probably the only Hugh Grant I like. Are those your fan friendly pants? <laughs> <laughs> he plays that role so well. Uh, Ian McKellen, Gandalf and Magneto. Yeah. Uh, James McAvoy in Split or X Men. Ooh, or even uh, Narnia series. Yeah, as uh, Tumnish. Mm-hmm. Alan Rickman in Die Hard. Oh, see, you know what? Done. Over. <laughs> Write the check. It's done. Close up. Now, when Larry says Sean Connery in Jeopardy, does he mean Celebrity Jeopardy on SNL, <laughs> or does he mean the movie Jeopardy? I'm going with SNL. Okay. <laughs> I'm hoping it's SNL. I like this answer from Larry. Bill Nye, Love Actually or About Time? I oh. like Bill Nye, uh, and I don't know if I'm saying his name. If I'm saying his name right, but in uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, he plays Bootstrap. Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, Ewan McGregor in Moulin Rouge, Simon Pegg in Star Trek, and Sasha Baron Cohen for Borat. Ooh, that is a list from Simon Pegg. Do you like Simon Pegg in Star Trek, Mission Impossible, Hot Fuzz, or Shaun of the Dead better? Yes. <laughs> I like
0: all of his stuff. I he's love, great. I love his the movies he writes and directs, like *Shaun of the Dead*, um, Hot, *Hot Fuzz*. Fuzz yeah. You know those type of movies. Uh, *At World's End*. Was, I didn't. I never saw that, that one. one. Was fun. It is a typical movie of his, but I think he's great. But seeing him in *Star Trek* was awesome.
1: Colin says Alan Rickman in *Galaxy Quest*. We Thank just you. talked a lot about that yes. last week, Thank or you. maybe the week before. Megan says Julie Andrews is the right answer, and she's brilliant in anything she does. Okay. Megan, you're right. Mm-hmm. I love Julie Andrews. Of course you do. Then, now, and forever, I love Julie Andrews. Well, how could you not? <laughs> she is terrific. <laughs> she's terrifically beautiful, talented. Uh, she sings. She acts. She's funny. Mm-hmm. She seems like a, 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 she'd be a nice person to just kick it. She is definitely
0: the definition of a movie star and not an actor. Okay. You know, there is a difference. Is there? Between movie stars and just actors.
1: Okay. No? You don't see that? Yeah, there is. Because uh, I would say that uh, Russell Brand, another British guy, he's a movie, he's an actor. He's an actor. He's not a movie star. Yeah. Morgan Freeman? Movie star. Movie star. Grace Kelly, movie star. Jim Carrey, actor. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 All right. Roger says, Michael O'Kane. In The Dark Knight or Secondhand Lions? How about Miss No, not that. No! Although he's funny in that. He's great in that. He's really funny. Uh, Eric Olson says, Jeremy Irons, The Lion King. Yes! Mm-hmm. As Scar. I'm still mad. Chiweta Ejiofor did a great job in the live-action sure. CGI. I'm still mad they didn't let Jeremy Irons play Scar. Though.
0: They should have let him. I mean, wasn't James Earl, John Mufasa? Yeah. They should have just changed it back, you mm-hmm.
1: know? Sir Ian McKellen in Fellowship of the Ring. Yep, Lord of the Rings stuff. Eric also says Emma Thompson in Saving Mr. Banks. Yep. And uh, Julie Andrews, Everything She Is a Treasure, says Eric. Mm. Tom Hardy says Unusually Plain. Speaking of actors. Now, name your favorite Tom Hardy movie. It can't be Dark Knight Rises. Spy versus Spy
0: the the old not one? not the not the mad no we talked about this once it's not spy versus <laughs> spy but i remember seeing that it spy. was uh it was that was the, the like uh you know the movies they put that the, was the uh, inspiration of it. no they put the the cardboard cutouts yeah. right and it said spy versus spy on it so that's it why it's called this me. means war that's it
1: and it was uh oh it's on hulu right now yes i love that movie i think it's fun reese witherspoon chris pine yep. tom hardy chelsea yep. handler Til Schweiger is not it? Yeah, it's an all-star cast. Uh, All right, we've got uh, Gary saying, Anthony Hopkins without question, he's one of the most down-to-earth actors alive. Obviously, Silence of the Lambs was one of the greatest performances ever. Who gets an Oscar for just 16 minutes of screen time? Hmm. That's a good point. Gary also said, this is a very stiff competition, though. Daniel Day-Lewis, Carey Mulligan, Christian Bale, Eddie Redmayne, Helena Bonham Carter, Michael Caine, Rafe, don't call me Ralph Fines, uh-huh. Helen Mirren, Emma Thompson, the list goes on and on. Ireland, Ireland also has a ton of great talent. Now, I'm disappointed that no one has said Alec Guinness. The original Obi-Wan. yeah. Who hated everything about Star Wars and that movie. Yes, yes. He hated it. He just wanted a paycheck. Uh, and really, he was so above things like that. Oh, he was the
0: the actor in all of those movies. Everyone else was just kind of not well-known. He was a well Shakespearean
1: yes. classic actor. Yes, and, he was. And uh, that's what he's known for, is Obi-Wan. <laughs> yes. Isn't that funny? Matt says Emily Blunt. Ooh, he good gives, choice. He gives her best movie to Sicario with a slight... A uh, win over Edge of Tomorrow, Groundhog Day. She's not in Groundhog Day. No,
0: Edge of Tomorrow is oh, Groundhog yeah. Day. Uh,
1: but uh, Matt disagrees and says Looper is better than both Edge of Tomorrow and Sicario. Mm. I don't like Looper, but Matt does. So does uh, the other Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he says I prefer Emily Blunt in the other two movies, being Sicario and Edge of Tomorrow. Did you see her Mary Poppins? I did not. Why? I know, I know. I have not seen that with Lin Manuel Miranda
0: I and Dick Van Dyke. Know. I have a hard time with it, man. I do.
1: You didn't see it. How do you have a hard time with it if you didn't see? That's it? That's why I didn't see You're it. I had a hard time with it. It's phenomenal. It's on Disney Plus. It is. It has to be, and it's terrific. So maybe I need to watch tonight. It. The You're orig- not allowed look, back next week till you see it. The original is just so good. This is uh, this is good too, though. Is it? It's not Julie Andrews, but no. she, Emily Blunt, really does make it. Really, really good. Okay. And then finally, Jeremy Roberts says his favorite British actors are Gary Oldman, Daniel Craig, Michael Caine, Christian Bale, Colin Firth in The King's Speech. His favorite British actresses are Helen Mirren, Rosamund Pike. She might be the best actress of all time, by the way, Rosamund Pike. Mm. Emma Thompson in Stranger Than the Fiction and Olivia Coleman. And he says, too many to list. Dumbledore 2. Now, which Dumbledore? Are we talking Richard Harris or the guy that replaced him? I think they're
0: talking about the guy who replaced him. Because he said Dumbledore 2 as in it like... It says
1: T-O-O. Oh, okay.
0: So, so not, also. Okay, also. also. Dumbledore. So I would assume Richard Harris.
1: Yeah, he, he yeah he just passed away, so they couldn't keep him in the movie. Yes. You know, they actually
0: asked uh, Ian McKellen to do that role, but he did not want to be known as the wizard guy because he was in the midst of doing all the Lord of the Rings. And, yeah. And... Uh, decided to turn that down
1: well uh probably the right move but they're all the same to me anyway now also- gandalf the gray <laughs> gandalf the white magneto uh dumbledore the the, the 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 eye of sauron guy they're all the same they're all the same yeah okay what is that guy's name that wizard he the was evil wizard he
0: was uh charlie in the chocolate factory he's willy wonka's dad no
1: hmm? no no hmm? All right. Anyway. Huh? Think about it. What, but what's his real name is what I want to know. I don't know. Uh, thanks to Britain for giving us so many great actors and actresses and great movies. And thanks to you for playing along this week on the poll question. But Johnny, before we go to break, fire up the orchestra. It's time for another edition of an actor profile. This is your life. Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold. Who thought of him since 1988? It's interesting you mentioned that. Okay. Judge
0: Reinhold, Born Edward Ernest Reinhold Jr. That's a name. What a jerk. Born May 21st, <laughs> 1957. Judge Reinhold has been in over 75 motion picture and television roles and enjoys a 25-plus year relationship with international audiences of all ages. Huh. You know his films as Stripes, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Ridgemont High, Ruthless People, The Santa Claus 1, 2, and 3, <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop 1, 2, and 3. And, of course, you may also know him as the Close Talker on Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which, uh, in Seinfeld, he was in that, and Arrested Development received two of the highest ratings of both of those series. And he had an Emmy nomination for his performance as the Close Talker. <laughs> Did he really? Yes, he did. Wow. Now, uh, how he got the name Judge. Uh, judge Reinhold's father, this is going to get confusing, Edward Ernest Reinhold Sr. Uh-huh. was a lawyer. Uh-huh. And the family joked that their baby boy looked as stern as a serious judge. Uh, so that's how he got what his a boring name.
1: Boring story, right? Isn't that lame? I wish it would have been like he had. He chose between which kid had to go down for capital punishment because he stole the other kid's bike, and they called him the Judge <laughs> really? on the mean streets of wherever he's from. The Judge. He's actually played a Judge he a couple like times. A, a boring baby, so we called him Judge. Get out of here with that nonsense. Edward's well, a better name. That's right.
0: In 2016, however, Edward uh, Reinhold. <laughs> see, you already threw uh-huh. my name out there. Reinhold became came back. Back into the public eye in one of the worst ways. He had a major meltdown while going through customs at the Dallas airport, which resulted in him being arrested. The actor reportedly hurled uh, bad words at the TSA agents, <laughs> tore off his shirt in protest after refusing a backpack search. What? uh reinhold later blamed the meltdown on a reaction he was having some serious prescription medication problems but public opinion seemed to doubt that story
1: <laughs> wow oh, i've that's... never seen this before i'm looking at pictures now though Whew, look i uh, i haven't taken great care of myself over the years yeah he's uh changed but a little he's bit. let some stuff go yeah well one of his famous roles is billy
0: rollswood the bumbling young detective in 1984's Beverly Hills cop where he starred alongside Eddie Murphy and John Ashton and one of the best aspects of the movie in many's opinion right yeah. he's pretty funny at it originally Reinhold's character was named S- uh, Sid, Duns, Sid Duns and was going to be killed off midway through the movie Whoa. Okay. Wow. wow. However, they loved his acting so much that they rewrote and kept him in. And as you mentioned, Jud- Judge Reinhold was a huge deal in the 80s and early 90s, but in recent years, his fame kind of fallen off. In fact, since the early 2000s, Judge has appeared in fewer and fewer projects with the passing year. But if you miss him, you can see him in The Possible and always talked about Beverly Hills Cop 4. Oh jeez. They may be doing another
1: coming to Don't America do it, like Eddie. that. Does Eddie Murphy need money or something? Apparently. Just doing all these sequels, huh? Apparently. Well, that's a fantastically funny movie, Beverly Hills Cop. Yes, it is. And it's a good movie, even though it's a good movie outside of the comedy in that movie. Does does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it's not just good because it's funny. I think it's a good movie. It's a good movie. And uh, I want to know more about it. Well, how about we talk about it in the next
0: segment as our throwback movie?
1: How did you know that's what we were going to do? I don't know. Magic. By the way, Judge Reinhold best friends with Sean Penn. That's all you need to know about him personally.
0: Yeah. yeah, I wonder why he was arrested. Couple of weirdos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, coming up next, we'll wrap up this week's edition of the Movie Zone with a from the archives. Talk about everyone's favorite bumbling cop. Yep, and and Eddie Murphy. Can't remember his character's name. Axel. Axel. Thank you. You just said that. I think. Yes. Uh, Axel Foley. We'll get to it next here. Axel Foley. <laughs> uh, that's right. How did I forget that? I don't right know. here on the Movie Zone. You're locked on to the movie
0: zone on ninety-seven five twelve eighty the zone and the zone sports network.
1: Ooh, love this song Get you in the mood for Beverly Hills Cop You hear this song,
0: you know it's Beverly Hills Cop And getting on with Beverly Hills Cop 1984 Starring Eddie Murphy, Judge Reinhold John Aston, Paul Reiser Oh, you're
1: just jumping right in here. I'm going, man From the archives From okay. the archives, I'm okay. in Tell it. us little let's known go. Or, bu- or unknown facts about Beverly Hills Cop We're running short, so let's go <laughs> yeah. And, dig Paul, this
0: Paul Reiser is in this Paul Reiser and Damon Wayans <laughs> The senior
1: Yes. Not junior. Yeah, yeah. This is a
0: rated R comedy with a runtime of 105 minutes, had a budget of 14 million dollars, and worldwide grossed 316 million. Wow. It's rated R.
1: Rated R. Yeah. This is one of those things I've only ever seen on television.
0: Oh, this is Eddie Murphy in the height of Rated R, Eddie okay, Murphy, okay?
1: So I've not seen the real movie then. No, no, you have not.
0: <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes gives it 83% and the cri- uh, with the critics, and the fans give it 82%. After the murder of his childhood friend in front of his eyes, Detroit detective Axel Foley heads to Beverly Hills on a one-man mission to find the killer and bring him to justice. The A little bit of trivia here. The writer... Completed this draft in 1977, hmm. six years prior to the production. Now, we just talked about the budget uh, worldwide gross and a 14 million and 316. This was 1984's second highest grossing film worldwide, only after Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Wow. I know. Pretty impressive. I would never have guessed that. No. Martin Scorsese was offered the chance to direct, but he turned it down, saying the premise reminded him of another movie called, it looks like Coogan's Bluff in 1968. And, okay. all right, Eddie Murphy, John Aston, and Judge Reinhold improvised most of their comedic lines. Literally, Austin, hundreds of takes were ruined by cast members, actors, and the director laughing during <laughs> shooting. Uh, in fact, during the Super Cops monologue, uh, John Ashton is pinching his face hard and looking down in apparent frustration. <laughs> That's because he is laughing so hard. I love John Ashton. Now, this was the first Of seven Eddie Murphy movies in a row to open number one in the box office.
1: Including Beverly Hills Cop 2? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. The movie was originally written for Sylvester Stallone. What? However, he said the pro—he—he he left the project because he didn't think audiences would accept him as a naive, fresh out of water cop who was new to the lifestyle of Beverly Hills. He also didn't like the inclusion of comedy because he didn't feel he's a comedic actor.
1: He's not. He made a good choice there. This movie would have sucked. Yeah, I completely. If it was him. Thank you, Sly. Thank yes, you. Yes, smart move there. There you go. Unknown, little known facts about. Beverly Hills Cop, Johnny. Good job this week, buddy. Same to you, my friend. We'll get back to it in one week's time. Catch us on the replay on Saturday and Sunday. By the way, we stayed up late for you this week. Yep, it's a lady. Uh, lady, go, go, it's a lady. It's, it's a, a late lady? night. It's a lady. Don't. Cu- it's a. It's a madam. Is what it is. It's you. a late T. <laughs> how, how do you? Can you? How can you tell that's a mail plane? <laughs> Never mind. Oh, oh man! <laughs> well, all right. We'll be back in a week here on the Movie Zone.